one yeah. thing that I'll say to Logan's point he was just uh -huh. making. And Logan, I don't know if you wanted to finish that. Go ahead. Um, I feel like today with the way media is and how we can see what's going on anywhere at any time instantly with Twitter and people just uploading things. Right. We take a lot of concern, like, what's going on. I don't want to downplay, like, I forgot who got, which poor soul got killed, like, in Wisconsin this year during the summer, during the riots. Mm -hmm. But, like, we're in, in Virginia, like... Before all of this, like I wouldn't know that someone was shot in Wisconsin or take any concern no. with it until we reached my newspaper in a small box at the bottom three months later. But because of this now, we're focused so on these things that are, again, out of our control. Right. Where it used to be that you focus on what's in your little bubble that's your community and Correct. you made it better. You helped your neighbors. Mm -hmm. If a crime happened, you knew about it. But I can't control what happens in Wisconsin and it's a waste of energy to be outraged of what happens on the other side. And it's right. not wrong. It's, you should be outraged, but it is a waste of energy still because you mm -hmm. can't change anything. Well, and, and I don't it, know if that's the Adam one. Smith I... talked about this in the theory of moral sentiments. And he was talking about how you're infinitely more upset by the loss of your little finger than you would be by the death of a thousand people in China, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and how he's like trying to work that out. And he's trying to think, well, is that immoral? Is that wrong? Is that selfish to be that way? And I guess he ultimately concluded that like that's just na human nature and it's the way it is and you it's a necessary protection mechanism so that you're not constantly breaking down, you know? Like if you were upset about every time a thousand people died in China, you'd never be able to do anything. Yeah. You'd mm -hmm. just be completely consumed. But with it, and it. It. Well, well, isn't that what's happened though? Because, yeah. because due, due to the nature of the internet, the 24-hour news cycle, the social media, you are constantly bar barraged with every evil of the world and, and not even just in every injustice that happens in our country you if you would like to find more you can also find access to every bad thing that's having happening anywhere in the world at any moment and 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 that's a it, it distracts us from crushing. probably what we're called to do whether you're a christian like ourself mm -hmm. where it's written to my religion what i'm called to do but you're distracted you're not doing i'm supposed to you know love my wife, my children, my friends, right. my small community. But if I'm so caught up in what's happening on the other side of the country or the world, you can't do that. So I'm supposed to make what I can control better. If I'm like, Oh my gosh, did you see, we need right. police reform. Well, geez, what's going on in your own neighborhood? Right. Well, it's like, um, uh, you see it referred to as like doom scrolling, right? Like, and, and, and I, I caught myself in this uh, on Wednesday where you get caught up in the, Oh, this bad thing is happening, but it's happening live. And I can basically, voyeuristically watch you know every angle of every sort of thing happening in real time and then you get st stuck in this hole and you're you're not going to do anything about it because it's going to happen you're not even you're not there so you you just you're sucked into watching it but it's like there's no control yeah and and like with all of these events it's sort of like okay you it's it's perfectly fine. You like you should be informed that the, that something, especially in the cap, like what happened on Wednesday, you should be informed that it happened. Yeah, and you should try to at least understand why and what happened. But beyond that, it, it, the amount of energy that you expend on it, and, and granted, now we were talking about it for you know we've been talking about it for a while, but like, um, it just seems like like the the amount of I guess the stress that you put into it and the fo life focus that you put into it you have to control that because unfortunately it'll drive you insane otherwise. This sort of dovetails into a question you texted me yesterday about um, do we look to politics too much for our solutions as libertarians mm -hmm. or do we focus too much on trying to change politics rather than changing our own lives? 
and I thought that was an interesting point. You want to say what you were yeah, thinking? Yeah, the, ex- like the exact quote I was talking about, like being a dissident. And I was like, mm-hmm. do we as libertarians, and I think I said conservatives too, trying to be general, but do we focus too much on political dissidents when we should be focused on non-state politics dissidents and looking for a way to opt out mm-hmm. of social norms? Like, because a lot of people are probably sitting around like, Trump lost. Oh my gosh, Biden's coming in right. the next four years. We're going to be communists, which is a ridiculous take to have. But people generally really truly believe that. I think so. And they can't define communism either, but they believe it mm-hmm. in their heart. They're very sincere. And I'm like, and there are always our solution is like political dissidents and what, however that goes Well, yeah, about. people think, what can I as an individual do to change what I see happening or to fix what I see happening? And what can you do? Well, you can vote. Doesn't uh-huh. really do much because you're one of millions and millions of people voting. Mm-hmm. You can show up on the Capitol and stand on the lawn and wave a sign. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really accomplish much. Um, or what can you do in terms of your own life to to opt out of these systems or to try to come up with alternative ways of doing things, which I think right. is more ultimately more productive. And especially if you do it in community, I think. If it's mm-hmm. a group of people getting together voluntarily, mm-hmm. agorism, yep. coordinating, coming up with some alternative where you can bring in people that know a lot, like a businessman, a technologist, someone right. else. Like, oh, we can create this as an alternative to something. I'm thinking on a Catholic perspective, my low-hanging fruit example was like Joe Biden, who he's tapped to run at HHS, is the same person who decided to go after the little sisters of the poor right. and sue them because they didn't want to provide birth control or abortion-fied, abortion abortion causing drugs for early pregnancy is against Catholicism's teaching. So I wouldn't, you shouldn't expect a nun to pay for that. It's a right. nun. Well, and especially a nun, they're not exactly at risk, but that's, yeah, that, that's very true. <laughs> that's a shot across the bow though, to appoint that guy to such a powerful position. So yeah. I'm like, will a lot of people will be compromised on their beliefs, but like, is our solution to go protest and march around the Capitol and then vote and then get all worked up over who's president. Mm-hmm. Or should we be looking more innovatively to call, create some other community, which is there's the Samaritan network, which is like health cost sharing. Right. That's a low hanging fruit example because I'm not very creative in my own head, but I'm like, well, uh, the example, you. my go to example would be people opting out of the school system and mm-hmm. saying, yep. I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to teach my kids at home. And right. That's, that's a good example of opting out. Yeah. This is sort of a debate that has gone through the extreme libertarian community for a long time. You had the Rothbardians who were like, well, like it or not, the politicians are the ones who control what you do. So if you want to change things and get more freedom, you got to go and get the right people elected and run for office and vote and do all these political actions in order to affect change. And then you had uh, a guy named Samuel Edward Conkin, I think his name was, mm-hmm. who was a said that's kind of a contradiction in terms. You can't use political power to reduce political power. It's never going to work. Right. And he said that's a waste of time. You should go and just kind of do black market stuff and do under the table stuff and just try to ignore the government and avoid the government on a more personal level. And that's the way to, to bring about the most freedom. And those two hated each other and fought all the time, yeah. even though they both As ultimately they wanted the same thing. Well, um, well, I guess so. So to both of your points, I guess the thing that I, the thing that I, I, I hear out of that and what I, I, I think, and, and I, I agree with both. I, I agree with, I agree with Mike's sort of whole ethos here. And, is that one is that take it and i think that people need to take stock of what the government actually controls in their life like actual important things that matter to you on a day-to-day basis what does the government control and sort of take stock of those things and decide okay you know what are the one things that that i need to change for me to feel like i can live my life if if one of the things is is what i can say or not say on facebook well then God help you. Facebook's not going to do it, but like, 
But like, if there are important things that you could look to change, and and those probably happen on the local level, and those are probably things that you can actually organize and 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 sort of work to change in in a you know in in ways. But you brought up the church, and and something that I feel felt about the Catholic Church, and I and I think it's true of many organizations, and I think that's an analogy that can be put onto the sort of government as well, is that. I um I don't care about the Vatican in a in a sense like I, I the the church as an organization I don't I I don't think makes great decisions often okay I agree <laughs> <laughs> so but what I care about is that my the church that I go to the church that I participate in and I care about what decisions they make and I care and I I our our priest there is great and I think he does all that he can with our meager parish to help people in our neighborhood who need help. Right. And that's important. And he's very transparent about what, you know, like if you donate money to the church, he tells you exactly where it's going. And and sometimes with more detail than you actually honestly need, but you know, you know, like, Hey, we're, you know, some people need help paying their heating bills. It's going to go to that. Some people need help with groceries. It's going to go to that, like whatever, you know. And so that's important. And, and like that, you know, Expending energy, time, either, you know, be it time, money, you know, resources, um, expending those that help the people that live near you is way more, you get way more for that, whatever you're putting in, than you would putting that into, uh, you know, you see all the, you always see, you know, people donating to races that are in a state that's not even the one that they live in. And it's like, why? You, you should spend that money to help people that are are near you because you can actually track what's happening yeah. and you can know that it's helping people or, you know, accomplishing the things that you want. And it, 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 it's so, it's so odd to me that and you, you said this before, is that like fixating on some, me living it where I live, if I'm fixating on something that happens in Wisconsin, well, I don't live in Wisconsin. It doesn't matter to me. Like it, it's not gonna. It doesn't affect my life, but like, I can be upset about something. But it, it's up to the people that live in Wisconsin if they want to fix it or not fix it. It's not up to me who lives in Pennsylvania. I don't have a say in it. <laughs> yeah, this is. It's interesting that it's the same localism versus federal or you know centralism uh, debate that happens in government is the same at the church. You know, right? Is it the Vatican that we're concerned with and we worry what they do, mm-hmm. or is it the local church that we worry about? And that seems a lot, a lot more sensible, right? You know, develop well, everything to the local level where you know what's going on, where you know the people, where you can have hold people accountable, where you can have uh, keep track of what's going on, and you're going to have a lot more success. Well, you were at you were at my my wedding and I so was. you were at that the, the, the only cathedral. member of free the people to invite me to his wedding <laughs> but, but every other member of free the people staff is married apart from me and none of them invited me to their wedding except for matt i uh, didn't know i don't know how close we were at my wedding that's fair enough um, okay. but 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 so the 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 priest at that church also like that's in patterson patterson's a you know a lot of problems in that town and he does a ton of work you know helping people in that town and 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 that that church provides a lot of services for people and again like so like we donate to them every year because i i know that that money is going to go directly to helping people who need it whereas your tax dollar you actually don't know that and that's sort of the you know we all pay it 
Well, it's the same with this like charity incorporated thing right. where you people give this money to these giant organizations that's going Catholic to Africa. Catholic charities is insanely going to Africa. And like, right. You don't know what's happening with you that money. No you don't know who's getting it. You don't know if it's helping anyone at all or if it's just filling the pockets of grifters. Right. You know, so it's it, 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 it's better to be more locally focused. I agree. And, 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 I, and I guess that's sort of uh, – that's my general takeaway with everything that happened on Wednesday is that – while I can sort of I can sympathize with some of the frustrations, I also believe that you know trying to overturn the presidential election or believing that it will it it ain't happening. It's no. not, and 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 you'd be better off to focus on how can I fix the things that are near me, or or or, or what can I do. And, 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 and to help the people that are struggling in, 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 in my community, state, you know, city, whatever, and, 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 and to try to, you know, I think we as a country need to stop fixating on, like, these national things, which, frankly, are beyond any of our control. I've been trying to understand, like, the impulse behind a lot of what's been going on and, like, particularly this summer where people just seem they don't really want solutions. They just want to tear everything down. They just want to destroy the system. And, like, you see this kind of hypocrisy on the left all the time where they're, like, they stand up for Islam, but they say they support gay rights and women's rights, but then they stand up for Islam. It doesn't make any sense. And the only way you can make sense of it is if you think, well, they just want to tear everything down. They're kind of anti-civilization. And I've been trying to figure that out, like, for a long time. And I started reading Karl Popper's um, The Open Society and Its Enemies a couple weeks ago. And he had a really important insight that like kind of opened my mind completely to this. And I think he's totally right, is that it's this idealistic um, impulse that young people have, particularly, where they look around the world and they see injustice and mm-hmm. they see suffering and they see tragedy and they think, that's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And they think, well, what? why does that happen? It must be because of the system. Right. The system is causing this. And so it's this kind of naive belief that if we just tear down the system, we can fix all the suffering and the hardship in the world and that the system's responsible. Instead of looking with any kind of perspective and seeing, well, actually, a lot of our systems have greatly reduced suffering and mm-hmm. greatly reduced injustice for hundreds or thousands of years. And it's been building up to getting better and better and better over time. They don't see any of that. They just see, oh, there's bad things happening. I'm angry right. about it. Let's just tear everything down because anything's got to be better than this. And they just, it's a complete lack of perspective. But that like that insight is, has allowed me to kind of understand where a lot of these people are coming from, where I never understood before. I could never mm-hmm. figure out what's going on in these people's heads. And I think that's what it is. I think it's just complete lack of perspective, no historical knowledge whatsoever, and just saying, well, I'm angry that things are hard for people and people are suffering, so let's just burn everything to the ground. Right, and that never helps. It's very Rousseau, Rousseau, or Rousseau. Rousseau, sorry. Yeah. Rousseau, Rousseauian. Um, but also, I don't know if he said it. No, he definitely didn't say it because he wouldn't have agreed with it. Because he, want, <laughs> he wanted, he was... He wanted to strip everything. He was so individualistic that he wanted to strip everything, all tradition. Mm-hmm. Someone said, like, tradition is the democracy of the dead. Mm-hmm. And, yes, everything that happened. I kind of like that line. I don't I know love what that it really line. means, no. but, but what, yeah, what, I like it. Well, what it means is, like, for whatever, let's just call it, you know, the past 2,000 years since mm-hmm. 2022, everything that people who have died and come – all the knowledge we have is stuff that they had figured out before us and passed on to us. And that's what right. tradition is. And yes, some of it's bad and we should reform it. But there, to Logan's point, is let's destroy it all. And you're actually throwing away a lot of good. Right. Like, Well, tradition isn't well, good in itself. It isn't per se good. Uh, we shouldn't just keep things going because they're traditions. Yes. But 
traditions exist for a reason. There's a reason why people started doing it that way in the first place. And before you just scrap one, you should really take a hard look and figure out what is the purpose of this yeah. tradition? Why does it exist? Why is it, what is it? There's a lot of trial and error that went into yeah, that. Exactly. Right. And that's a lot of knowledge that we don't have. Cause I always think like the biblical story of the ark mm-hmm. and imagine the whole world getting flooded. Mm-hmm. Imagine like right now it was just you and your family and everything got destroyed in the world. And it's just you you would be a caveman. You know nothing. No. Like, uh, you know how much knowledge, which is just wiped off the oh, face of the gone. earth? Yeah, like, we would ju- you'd just be in a cave, like, rubbing two sticks together, trying to get a fire going, and <laughs> thinking, like, what do I know? I know videography. <laughs> I, I, I have no usable skills. <laughs> I, I worry about this constantly, because, like, I don't, have plumbing, any, I don't have any <laughs> post-apocalypse skills at all. No. All my point, skills are, like, die. I'm a good, good writer. I'm good at doing, I can do sound for these things, but, like, all my skills I have are more intellectual, and it's, like, Right. I can't build a fire. You rely. <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah. There's my neighbor who I'm very intellectual guy, retired Marine or former Marine. He didn't do 20 years. He's reading a book on like SAS, like survival skills. He uh-huh. reads it once a year to take one new skill. I was like, oh, you, I'm going to be hitching my wagon to you. <laughs> I'm sticking with you. Goes. Well, that, it, it is funny though, because you think about even, um, you think about like um, you buying a home or owning a home, right? Uh, you, 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 yeah, you own yeah. your home, right? So the amount of stuff that goes wrong that now that you have to either fix or pay someone to fix in a home is insane. And it only just serves to remind you how little you know about anything because so you need to replace outlets, replace, you know, you know, you're putting in new light fixtures. You need to wire them. You have to look that up. Either you have to look it up and figure out how to do it or you got to, I mean, we, we had to do, um, we put in new stairs. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know how to build stairs. So we paid someone to put yeah. the stairs in. Like I'm not gonna. Stru- I, I don't trust myself with structural engineering because I don't know anything about that. So like, no, I don't want to take out a wall in the house because it's a house that was probably made in the 1800s. And who the hell knows? You take take down, start taking down a wall, the whole thing might come down. So like, yeah, you pay someone to do it. But like, you think about all these things are things that other people have. It's all shared knowledge, right? And yeah. there's a reason why. You know, you. I, I think that the the notion of the complete individualist is is it's a folly in a sense of like you will never pursue anything you actually are maybe interested in because you'll be constantly trying to figure out how to do all these other things. You're going to be that, figuring out how to not die. Right. That's the main thing. Yeah. There's <laughs> then, an Irish comedian named Dara O'Brien who has a bit that's relevant to this that I think is really funny about how we all imagine if we were able to travel back in time we'd be treated as gods with all our knowledge no, of the future. And he's like, shit. you're three questions away from looking like a complete idiot. <laughs> In the future, we've got an amazing device that can keep co- food cool and it will right. keep it from spoiling. Well, how does that work? Well, it's got a cord that goes into the wall. <laughs> you plug it in. <laughs> what happens know. in the wall? I don't really know. <laughs> I'm not sure. You, you know what? You know what? Will expose that in you though. Having a toddler ask yeah. you a couple series of whys, the whys and you get yeah. to the point where you're like, I. I don't know. We have an existential <laughs> crisis with the why. It's like because it's good to be alive and it's bad to be dead. Why? Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. <laughs> okay, wait. Since you brought an existential crisis, I also feel like 2020, everyone had to cope with their own mortality in some weird way. Yeah. I I've spent an inordinate amount of time thinking about my death. Um, I like how long I have. I've been prepping for this actually because I love that. Continue with your okay. thought first. But because so okay, you're thinking about like okay. Oh, because now you're stuck inside, so you end up, you're, I, especially, like, at night, like, late at night, your mind drifts, right? Yep. And I've just been trying to, like, just doing the math. I'm like, okay, well, figure out maybe I may have, like, 
you know, maybe another 40 years or whatever. What am I going to try and do in those 40 years? Like, do I have enough time? Is the world going to be okay? Like, you could go crazy, and I feel like everyone's sort of dealing with it. Like, you're... They're... People that live so much longer, so I feel like there's there's generations now where we haven't had to, like, deal with death in a way. Like, yeah. you know, uh, and... and and I think that people like that. That I don't know. That's fucking, that's a good thought. A, no, I mean I, a, I know very few people who have died. Whereas like it used to be where seven of your siblings would have died by now, and you just know. But <laughs> right. I, I've only encountered like two or three people in my life who have died already. So. We're trying to get to the weird. I'm in the phase now where my friend's parents are trying to get the phase where they get early onset cancer. I mean, you experienced mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And it's I'm like, um, and I, this is gonna be totally like a humble brag or something. My, we really try to make a commitment to pray the rosary every day, right. my wife and I, with our kids. So I pray for your mother every day. Well, thank you. Um, and I have like five other friends whose parents Hard. are battling cancer. Yeah. yeah. So I list them off. So I'm like, I better say them by name. It's working, by the way. I appreciate oh. it. So, uh, <laughs> well. So I'm like, man, I got Logan's mom. And I list off like four or five other friends. I'm like, this is a weird phase I'm getting into. Yeah. Right. I was like, I don't wonder what the next phase is at. Well, it, it, it is wild though, right? Like it's it, because I, I, I it, it just. I don't know. It, I even think about to to bring it to more broadly. You think about even in, well, we can bring it back to music here. But think about the musicians that we listen to and follow and go see tours for, right? Yeah. Like I am an enormous Bruce Springsteen fan. The man is like seventy five or something. Like he's in his seventies now. Yeah. Okay. Th- he he has been an icon for my par- our parents' generation our generation and our grandparents know who he is. So you think about like that is a dominant cultural icon that eventually all these things are going to go away. And like, what's going to be left? Like there, the, all of that shared culture is about to die in the next 20 years. Yeah. I think that explains <laughs> our reaction to the virus too. I think people started think, I think one, we're so materialistic focus and that I think materialism goes a lot deeper than just, I like stuff, but like people don't really, we don't contemplate the afterlife or what happens mm-hmm. after we die or whether we believe it or not. And then when a virus shows up, we're like, oh, my gosh, we might die. And right. if you only think you have this finite amount of time, which I don't, I believe I've infinity after. I, I've really re- like but redoubled my religion, my it, like faith. If you don't believe year. in what I believe, it right. makes sense a little bit to lock everything down at a, if you're if you follow the logic of it, it's like, well, I have to preserve this. Right. Um, I am obsessed. See, I don't a, really agree with that because say, I'm not a big believer. I don't yeah, really, I was, I don't I really know what I believe it. about the afterlife, but I don't have a strong belief in an afterlife uh-huh. or, or not. And uh, I feel like I got to make the most of what, what time I have here. So I don't want to lose a year to being locked down. Yeah. I want to spend that year out experiencing the world because it's you, the only year, like, it might be the only year I have. That, that's what I have. So the one one of my favorite like nerdy Catholic things, I don't even know if it was originally Catholic or religiously originally ancient rome is memento mori yeah because i know the one caesar had to put it on all his centurion's armor but it's very catholic remember mm-hmm. your death right and there used to be a tradition to keep a skull in your home as a early christian uh-huh. to remind you constantly you have a very finite amount of time on the earth so my favorite rosary has a skull on it it's a memento <laughs> mori it's a very my i think my wife's right, no. like this is very weird of you yeah but i was like i love this. i don't know if you noticed this but last all of last year a lot of the readings were all dealing with this sort of and i mean we're preparing for for death basically oh, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on it you didn't pick up on that no. a lot of reading there were a <laughs> number of readings last especially in lead up to christmas and stuff there were a number of them that were very focused on the sort of you know 
prepare yourself for. Well, it's probably very Advent. It's probably done on purpose. It was no by it, whoever organizes that. No, it certainly <laughs> was, but but it was inter- You know, you you end up reflecting a lot on that, yeah. and and um and so you can, I. I I don't know. I can see why, like, you'd kind of why it's e- would be it's easy to get lost in the current moment if you don't think that there's anything else, or if you don't have any sort of belief that anything will work out. Like it, it, you, yeah. I just keep uh, thinking yeah. about the people. Like there are lots of people who this will be their last year, right? And yeah, it makes me right. sad to think that, like, instead of doing all the things that they would have done with that year, right. seeing all the bands they wanted to see, reading the books they wanted to read, doing all the things they wanted to do, they're locked inside, right? You know, spending time with the loved ones they wanted to spend time with, they're stuck. Well, and like that would be a terrible last year to have. I have a ninety-year-old grandmother. Right. We can't go to New York to visit her because Virginians are banned yeah. from New York. So for her ninetieth birthday, we all sent like a video of like what lessons she taught us in life, which is yeah. sweet, and she cried. But yeah. I was like, we should have been there like partying with grandma. If you right. Could, if you can make a ninety-year-old woman cry, I feel like you've done your job. Well, yeah. uh, uh, my grandpa's ninety-five, and I mean, for his fortunately for him, he lives in he's lives in Texas, so he's been able yeah. to escape his like, you know, uh, he's in one of those like old retirement. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but like, what? And and this is actually you know, a whole other topic, and we can you know go, <laughs> we, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole. But you think about like the elderly, right? And and sort of in many cases, these lockdowns are meant to help them, right? But if you're in your nineties, what do would you like? It's a would you rather? Would you yeah. rather at least get to enjoy your time and go see your family? You know, see what you you know if you've got friends left, see them and do that stuff or spend your lap you know if you get you know maybe you get the covid and you you pass away like and you you pass away without being able to see anybody before that's yeah. horrible my yeah, my, horrible. my my great uncle he's a 104 Wow. Holy cow, you're going to live forever. You got a great <laughs> gene pool. So, but, Everyone but in my family dies at like 60. My great, <laughs> aunt, my great aunt passed away last year, his wife, and they'd been married probably for, you know, 60, 70 years, basically, right? You, yeah. I think they got married after he got, got back from World War II. So, like, in the got married in the 40s, right? So, so in their 70 years of marriage. So, that's pretty impressive. That's so, crazy. okay, they're both in the, you know, and, and, and you know, one of these, you know, adult living. In, yeah. in my great aunt she had dementia and so she was they were in the sort of dementia unit. he wasn't allowed to be in the room with her when she passed away insane because yeah. you're under five who, who cares who are you protecting <laughs> yeah you, you 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 know this the, these two people had been together for this for six to, how what do we they're the same person like yeah. like Hence, at that point to become one and that's at that that's such an, 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 yeah. a devastating emotional horrible thing to do to people and to what end? And that's yeah. that's the thing that bothers me so much with a lot of these, the way that that they've decided to to blanket case deal with all of these restrictions has been, we're gonna do this across the board. And a lot of the times they think it's because we want to they want to avoid liability to be blamed yeah. for something, but there's no the human element and the emotional element and the mental element is completely divorced from any of these yeah. decisions, and they don't. There's no care for what those effects are, yeah. and 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 so of course the, the the psyche of the entire populace is going to be messed up, and, and and so to bring it all the way back to Wednesday, 
I'm yeah. not shocked. Yeah, that's just a wrap up too. Bringing all this because we went yeah, down a lot, of, yeah, a, we lot did a lot of directions. A lot of, so of directions. Da- no, it was yeah. good because I think there's two conversations guys. to be had, kind of on my that we need to have, and I think there's a surface level one that we will have, whether it's right or wrong, correct or incorrect. Like who's to blame? Who incited? Like or who set false expectations? Who should we? Who should be held responsible for the collective? Which is mm-hmm. you know I don't agree with, but it's it's a conversation we had. But then I think there's the deeper conversation that we were starting to scratch at a little bit, right? Like which I don't think we're gonna have as a society because it's gonna require a lot of looking inward at our individual selves. Mm-hmm. That I don't think anyone's comfortable doing. Certain people will do it. There will be conversations like this around dinner table, but. On the average, it won't be done, and it won't be done well. So that's just my take we, on we it. We do need to, I, 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 um, you know, I think that that actual therapy is a good thing, and people should do it. And and that looking inward is is uh, the big big Definitely. part of that. Yeah, Slancha. Yeah, salute. <laughs> Sorry, that was uh, that was good. Oh.